What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I am your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Another good one for you today as the Warriors are in Utah taking on the Jazz this evening. Some rotation news, some Warriors news, some NBA news all coming at you next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome in. Welcome in to Locked On Warriors. I am your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Another good episode today as the Warriors are taking on the Jazz this evening in Utah. Uh, I mentioned also some rotation news that Steve Kerr talks about. We're going to get to that in a little bit. Some trade news and some free agency news all coming at you on a kind of boring slash somewhat eventful week of NBA. It's been a weird one. It's been a weird one. But first, let's get to tonight's game. The Warriors are in Utah to take on the, well, the Jazz, obviously, if they're in Utah. They're not going to be playing the Lakers up there. Uh, But taking on the Jazz tonight, who, it's weird. I was thinking about this earlier. There are some teams that are underperforming in the West. The Jazz and Rockets are the ones that come to mind uh, first. But at the same time, they're holding, I mean, they're they're holding strong as far as playoff uh, positioning. And you could make the argument that the Warriors are underperforming, whether that's because of injuries or whatever. 21-10 and 10 and being, what, the second-best record in the West? Or at least second-best winning percentage, uh, which is all kind of weird because they've played one more game than uh, the Nuggets, I believe, and the Nuggets are technically in first because, you know, whatever. But at this moment, 31 games in, 10 losses, somewhat underachieving, I guess or just not as good as I would have expected. They can easily go on a run in the next 10 games. And like I said, it could be because of injuries or or whatever. But when you look at a team like Utah and the Rockets, but you know what? Not playing the Rockets tonight, playing Utah Jazz. When you look at a team like Utah, I'm still, I guess, high on them. I'm not as down, I guess. I, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. They are 14 and 17 which is obviously not good. But the fact is they still have the same players from last year. They still have the same defense. They should be better. So even though they are three games under 500, it's not a team that I take lightly uh, in a game against the Warriors. Now, again, the Warriors should win. They beat them last time with the the Jonas Jerebko uh, game-winning tip-in, the game that Jerebko became a Warrior in. And who knows? Maybe Jerebko goes off tonight again. That would be pretty. That'd be pretty chill. But that was Jerebko's first ga- uh, good game as a Warrior. I think he had ten and six that game, and the game winner. But like I said, I'm just I'm not taking them lightly. It could go either way. Any game against the Warriors could go either way. Just because you don't know whether or not it's going to be one of the nights they just decide to not show up and the other team hits, you know, ninety percent of their shots, or is this a game where? Steph, Clay, and KD all go off, and they win by 40. I don't know. But as far as the matchups go, it's still a game where I'm 
intrigued to say the least. It's not, you know, Warrior Suns or anything like that. But the Jazz are underachieving. I think I've gotten that point across. Underachieving, still think they're good, though. So we'll see what happens. And the other thing is, too, Donovan Mitchell is still good, still having a great year. The problem is with rookies in general, and we've just done this as Warriors fans. We just did it with Jordan Bell. We just did it with Pat McCaw. We expect a jump from year one to year two. That's not always how it goes, though. That's not how it works. It's expected. It makes sense. But it's not a slam dunk. You like that basketball term, slam dunk? Yeah. It's not a slam dunk that's going to happen. And for Donovan Mitchell, he is not playing as well as he did last year, but he's still playing damn good. He's scoring 21 a game, 3.2 assists, 3 rebounds. That's a little under last year, but still, as far as rebounds and assists go, but still not bad. I mean, that that's the thing. We we expect this jump from, oh, well, he scored 20 points a game his rookie year, so he must go up to 25. And his rebounds and assists must go up, you know, one or two a game. And it just doesn't happen. You know, with Jordan Bell and Pat McCaw, you can make the argument they regressed. Or you could just say that they kind of plateaued. That's the other thing, too, I think. When we look at rookies or second-year players who don't take that big jump in their second year, we look at them as as they've regressed. It's possible that they just plateau, that they're just doing the same thing, close to the same thing that they did in their rookie year. So basically what I'm trying to say is Donovan Mitchell's still good, even though he's the team isn't as good and his numbers are slightly down. I mean, the biggest drop is in three-point percentage. He's shooting... 30%. Last year, he shot 34%. Either way, he wasn't a knockdown three-point shooter anyways, but you at least wanted that to maintain at the very least, if not go up. So anyways, basically what I was saying, Donovan Mitchell, still dangerous, still good. Uh, I think part of what happened last year for them is guys like Ricky Rubio, Jay Crowder, a lot of guys who weren't offensively great or good even had solid runs offensively and you know they might have just come back down to earth a little bit Joe Ingles still doing Joe Ingles things looking like you know someone's dad at a YMCA game but knocking down threes at a pretty high clip he can still mess up a game and still defend like a madman Rudy Gobert I've always thought look I like Rudy Gobert a lot and Warriors could have drafted him uh, back in when he Got drafted, that was the Nemanja Nedovic year. And they had a shot to get him and didn't. But I've always thought his... His... Effect, or whatever, his... Effect on a game was maybe overstated a little bit. Yeah, he owns the paint, and you're not going to get anything in the paint against Rudy Gobert. You get him out on the, uh, out on the wing, though, out past the paint... And Steph's going to twirl him like a ballerina, like he did in the playoffs. So he's still damn good. He's still damn good. And I always wonder why they don't throw him more alley-oops. But that's uh, neither here nor there. Either way, still a good team, still a good game. They have Kyle Korver there now knocking down shots. Uh, I like the Korver trade, except for the fact that I don't think he's the answer for them. He's not going to 
change everything for them. And Alec Burks was younger. Uh, yada, yada, yada. It doesn't really matter. They still have depth. They still have a lot of good, solid players. But as we've seen with a team like the Clippers right now, that can only get you so far. And Clippers are struggling. That's why I brought them up in the last couple games. Jazz have been struggling as well. But either way, doesn't matter. What matters more is what the Warriors do. And something that we saw them do last game, and Steve Kerr said he's going to continue to do this game, is stagger Steph and KD. Uh, We're going to talk about that next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. Charles T. Hamilton, what up? Just talked about the Jazz a little bit and some of their struggles and just kind of my feelings on them. They're still not a team I'd count out. I still don't look at them as a team. They're better than their record, so to speak. And uh, you can't take them lightly. You know, the Warriors won that first game, but that was with the last second tip in by Jarebko. It's not like the Warriors smacked them or anything. Maybe they smack them tonight. Who knows? But not a team to take lightly. Anyway, something I talked about last show was Steve Kerr decided to stagger the Steph and KD minutes uh, against the Grizz. And Steve, he decided to pull Steph earlier in the first and third and then start him with the second unit in the second and fourth instead, uh, instead of Clay, which worked out damn well. And just makes more sense. I, I, I know we've talked about it. A lot of people have talked about it uh, with the struggles of that second unit. And just the way the style of Steph's game, KD's game compared to Clay's game, where Clay could use a playmaker. He needs someone else, and not just a playmaker, someone who can has some gravity. Because Draymond is a playmaker, but not in the sense of Steph. Draymond can make plays, but you put him out on the wing and no one's gonna guard him. So putting Steph for KD, and in this case Steph. Out with that second unit, it gives them a primary score. And I think also once Boogie comes back, that's going to be huge. I've mentioned that just about every episode since I started doing this. And I think we all agree. But for now, Steph starting with that second unit in the second and fourth, at least in a one-game sample size, looked damn good. And in a game where Steph didn't have his best game either. So Steve Kerr did media availability today after shoot-around. And he was asked about it specifically. Uh, It was Anthony Slater who was asking him, and he did a great job following up a couple times. And I'm going to play this sound for you, courtesy of Anthony Slater of The Athletic. Decided to inject uh, Steph into that second unit, and you're going to keep going with that? Uh, Just changing the look, you know, um, experimenting. It's still, you know, we're still in the first half of the season, and uh, we've had so many injuries. We haven't really been able to settle on a, a second group. Um, to start the second and fourth quarters like we've had the last couple of years. So I think that's something we need to establish. And uh, we wanted to look at kind of a different way of doing it, and we'll, we'll probably do it again. Uh, we'll play it by ear. seemed to work well the other night. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, Steph is, uh, is so dynamic that, um, you know, it's a, it's a different look from uh, what we had been doing. So we just want to get a look, get, get a deeper look at it, and um, 
you know, look at certain actions that we might run with that group. And, uh, and I think that could help us get off to a better starts in the second or fourth, but we'll see. What's that conversation like with him? Because he has such a comfort yeah. level of doing that whole first and third. Uh, I talked to him about it before the game the other night, and he said, uh, yeah, he said, I'll, I'll do that, no problem. And, um, it's, it's just, uh, you know, it's a, the idea that we got to got to do what's best for the team and he's always willing to do that so there is the thinking behind the stagger of minutes and uh i like one of the questions that anthony slater asked just about steph's reaction to it because i've wondered if steve kerr was reluctant to do so to stagger them was because of the fact that he's got two superstars who prefer to play the whole first quarter and the whole third quarter And that's just what they prefer. And even though staggering them might help the team, you have to cater to superstars sometimes. And at least from what Steve Kerr said uh, from his conversation with Steph is that he was fine with it and whatever helps the team. And he's going to continue to do it. And I'm looking forward to see if it will continue to work. Because, again, we've had a one-game sample size, but it would seemingly make a lot more sense for Steph to be or KD, but in this case, Steph, to be staggered and playing in the second unit. And Steph's willing to, so why why not? What the hell? Why not? One other thing that happened this last week that was pretty funny and interesting and stupid was the Suns, Grizzlies, and Wizards attempted a three-team deal. Uh, I think you all know the story, but basically there was a mix-up on which Brooks it would be, Marshawn or Dylan, and if the Grizzlies were going to be trading Dylan Brooks, that deal didn't make sense for them, and if the Suns were only going to be getting back Marshawn, that didn't make sense for them either. It was this whole thing. It was really stupid, but it's like one of the reasons, as it was happening, I was like, this is why I'm on Twitter. This is the only reason I'm on Twitter. Every once in a while, we get something amazing like this happening where one radio host in Phoenix is like, no, it's Dylan Brooks. I promise you guys we're getting Dylan Brooks. And then a reporter in Memphis is like, look, it's Marshawn. There's no way they're going to trade Dylan. It was just this whole cluster and it was funny and I enjoyed it. And so that trade got shut down, killed, vetoed, whatever. Uh, but back to the actual trade that happened, the the Suns just called up uh, Washington and said, all right, give us Kelly Oubre and Austin Rivers, and we'll give you Trevor Ariza. We'll make it work, which also doesn't really make sense for the Suns because they didn't really want Austin Rivers or Kelly Oubre, which I kind of understand on both accounts. I'm not sure why people are so high on Oubre, but maybe he'll prove me wrong. I don't know, whatever. Uh, they didn't want Austin Rivers, and they cut him. So Trevor Ariza is on the Wizards, Kelly Oubre is on the Suns, and Austin Rivers is a free agent. And anytime someone gets bought out or waived or cut or whatever, especially with the Warriors having that 15th roster spot open, I always think would they be a good fit for the Dubs. And I'll tell you what, it's it's like that, you know, in cartoons or in movies, you got the, the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other. That devil was talking to me, man. 
Like, I don't know, man, another creator. The guy can handle the ball with the second team, maybe get buckets. Like, his game isn't that bad. It was really the salary that made him kind of a joke. And the Angels like, no, man, this guy, <laughs> this guy is toxic to a locker room. You don't want him around the team, and his game is overrated. And the devil's like, but, you know, it's that 15th roster spot that you need filled, and what the hell, you could do worse than Austin Rivers. Finally, I came to it with a hard no. No thank you for the Warriors. But it was a tough, tough thought, man. I definitely contemplated it. Austin Rivers on the Warriors. Uh, I don't think the locker room would have really been down for it. I think they'd be down if he had much better game. I don't think a lot of people in the locker room get along with him. Uh, so I... I don't know. It's just something I thought about. Hit me up on Twitter. Do you guys disagree? Do you want Austin Rivers on the team? Do you think he'd be a good good filler for that 15th roster spot? At CTH415, let me know. And by the way, let me know what you guys want to talk about on this pod. As I've always said, this pod is for you guys. But anyways, Austin Rivers came down to decision. No thank you. Uh, I'm kind of embarrassed I even had to think about it as long as I did. But like I said, it was that devil on my shoulder trying to convince me. It was Doc Rivers on my shoulder like, hey, my son's good, man. You think I'd pay him 40 million bucks just because he's my son? Yeah, I do. But you almost got me, Doc. Nice try. All right, going to take a quick break, come back, do league pass picks, and wrap this thing up for the day. This is Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. Charles T. Hamilton. What's good? Uh, I want to touch on the whole, not the Austin Rivers thing, but on the 15th roster spot and something that I've mentioned briefly before, and there hasn't been any traction on it recently, but was the um, the Jabari Parker deal in Chicago where he's out of the rotation and, you know, he's out. <laughs> he's, he's, not, he's not part of the rotation anymore. He's not going to be getting any playing time. They're over him. And there's rumors that they're looking for a trade, which I kind of don't think will happen. But then again, you know, Austin Rivers got traded. It could just be a swap of salaries that happens. So it's not impossible. But if he gets bought out, he's the kind of guy I would want as the 15th uh, guy on the roster. And obviously, he's much better than a 15th man. But a guy like him is who I would prefer over Austin Rivers. And I don't know why I'm stuck on this Austin Rivers thing. I think just because I think I had to talk it out because I'm so scared that I even had to contemplate it that much. Uh, as far as league pass picks go for tonight, let's go Pacers, Raptors. Am I too high on the Pacers? I don't think so. They're 20 and 11. So they've had some weird losses, but they're 20 and 11. They're, they're good. They're as good as I think they are. I need to stop questioning them. Raptors, 23 and 9. Kawhi, as we all know, Victor Oladipo, as we all know. Uh, two teams with great depth. This could be an Eastern Conference Finals preview. And two pretty fun teams to watch also. Uh, I just want to say the Rockets are not fun to watch. I just have to get that out there. Man, I hate watching them. So they're not going to be in tonight's picks. But as I said, uh, that Raptors and Pacers were fun to watch. Rockets are not. Just have to put that out there. Suckers. And you know what? I'm going to throw a little... Look, ball here. Uh, Thunder Kings, man. These are two teams that are kind of similarly matched, I guess you could say. And also Westbrook and De'Aaron Fox is a pretty fun matchup, I think. Or at least the speed of De'Aaron Fox and Russell Westbrook should be 
interesting to watch. And there's other good games, too. I mean, Pelicans, Bucks. Uh, what else do we got? There was another one. Well, Warriors Jazz is obviously good. That's the funny thing. Warriors are usually in the best games of the night anyways. Uh, but Pelicans, Bucks, Pistons, T-Wolves, Grizzlies, Trailblazers, all pretty solid. So check those out. But as far as the specific picks go, Kings, Thunder, and Raptors, Pacers. Check those out. I'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Peace. You can't climb a mountain if it's smooth, right? You got to go over the rough spots. <laughs> Peace. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.